Welcome to This Week in Woke with me, your host, Rob Smith. We got quite a few stories today, so let's jump into it. You might remember this story out of Cali. A mom was out on a walk with her baby in a stroller when she and her son were victims of a hit and run in Los Angeles. The perp was a teen driver who was in a stolen vehicle, speeding the wrong way down a one-way street before plowing into a mother and son. Los Angeles police said they found drugs in the driver's system and marijuana in the car. He didn't have a driver's license and was already on probation for a prior offense. Felony poisoning after allegedly spiking a high school girl's drink. Service back woke DA George Gasson sought five months at a youth camp for the teen criminal. The teen now wants an early release, which was addressed this week at a hearing. Despite initially being charged with two felony counts of assault by means of force likely to produce great bodily injury, and one felony count of hit and run, he wants out. The presiding judge, Mario Barrara, said more evidence was needed before he decides whether to grant the teen's request to be sprung early. Prosecutors argued that the boy has been involved in 14 fights and has been written up for alleged misconduct, disobedience, destructive language, and defiance of authority. Barrara needs incident reports before he will decide. Gasson's logic is this. Because the mother and son weren't physically injured too bad, the kid deserves to get off scot-free. The left really only cares about emotional pain and trauma when it is convenient, despite acknowledging it in this tweet. When the media reached out to her this week, she wasn't even aware of the hearing. I remain incredibly disappointed with the justice system in L.A., but I am unsurprised to learn that I am yet again being denied my rights as a victim to participate and use my voice in the judicial process. F. George Gasson. We have sold our home and will be leaving L.A. at the end of November. So I would like to ask that he remain in camp, camp, at least until then. I will fear for my life every day that I'm in L.A. if I know he's at home. Incredibly sad what these woke DAs are doing to some of America's greatest cities. The Washington Post ran an article this week, Woke is now a dog whistle for black. What's next? The headline was so ridiculous to me because when I think woke, I think white female college students sporting neon-colored hair with hairy armpits and a questionable BMI. But being the open-minded fellow that I am, I read the article. Damon Young makes the case that woke is just like the word urban or fatherless or naturally gifted if referring to sports. Just another euphemism for coded language for black. And when people get upset about franchises going woke, it is due to the inclusion of black actors. Mr. Young here is missing the forest for the trees. Conservatives don't like revisionism that woke leaks into everything it touches. 
Hardcore fans of these franchises get framed as racist or trolls when they see these creative works change dramatically to fit the woke agenda. I find these woke castings insulting to everyone. Hollywood would rather do something simple, like make The Little Mermaid black, than give an African director like Dan Kuate a Hollywood-sized budget and ask him to make a fish out of water story. Think about that, Mr. Young. The Daily Mail featured an article about the new forms of infidelity that men commit against women. It was an interesting article, and the criticisms about social media use were quite valid. However, claiming looking at another woman is infidelity is a massive stretch. Someone can be very pretty, but have a rotten soul. Noticing someone's attractiveness is not infidelity. Acting on it is. Once again, we are making mountains out of molehills. But this article focuses mainly on men going to strip clubs and getting lap dances, to which I asked the author, what kind of men are you dating if this is what they commonly do? Is the average woman experiencing this? How did the article make it past an editor? at the Daily Mail. Whew. And lastly, there are a few articles this week about ESG. Companies are now assigned an ESG score, which measures a company's exposure to long-term environmental, social, and governance risks that are often overlooked during traditional financial analysis. So now companies are doing what they can to boost these numbers to appear safe to investors. Proponents of ESG say things like this. ESG was conceived as a longer-term profit maximization strategy based around the idea that a melting, conflict-riven planet is bad for business. ESG has recently gotten sucked into conflicts over values and thus into America's culture wars. However, an opponent like Vivek Ramaswamy feels companies should not speak out on political issues that do not affect its business, and that all companies should make oil and let someone else tackle lowering carbon emissions. Essentially, do what you are best at and let the market work its magic. Ramaswamy highlighted the strangeness of companies bending to ESG demands with this quip. It's like McDonald's volunteering to take responsibility for the adult body weight of anyone who's eating a Big Mac. Elon Musk considers ESG to be a scam after Tesla was dropped by them. When the biggest electric car manufacturer gets dropped, it sure sounds like ESG is more of a racket where corporations spend some money to appease the activist left, which includes many in the media, who might start circulating negative ideas and stories about them and hurt their bottom line. However, Many proponents of ESG will continue to write puff pieces about how this is just a conservative talking point, and we should all welcome ESG scores. God forbid investors ignore the ESG scores and invest in the people that they think are doing the best job for their companies. So until next week, friends, remember, watch Rob is Right every day. Say your prayers, 
and eat your vegetables. This is Rob Smith. Good night and good luck. That's problematic!